in preparing for this homily this weekend, discovered that even though I'm a pretty terrible gardener, that there might actually be a plant slash tree I might actually be able to grow. That thing is the fig tree we hear about in today's gospel. The Mediterranean one, from what I discovered, will literally produce fruit 10 months out of the year with very simple, basic work, and that's something I might even be able to do. Not only that, the fig tree is extraordinarily quick to adapt to its garden, to its orchard. It's a quick producer. It shows results relatively fast. So what does that mean for us? As being hopefully greater than a fig tree, we've kind of hit the midpoint of our Lenten life cycle. So if the good planter were to check up on us this weekend, what will we have shown him? What fruit have we produced? Maybe even at least a bud, a sprout, some indication that our prayer, our fasting, and almsgiving is actually leading to real conversion of our hearts, our minds, and our souls, and at least hopefully having an impact on those around us for their good as well. It's a tough question, a very challenging question for myself included. As Christ points out in today's gospel, he's not exactly grading on a curve. That means like just because I think I might be doing those Galileans back in Pilate's day, or I might be doing better than that person you know, putting bacon bites on the fish fry this, this past Friday night, you know? You know, I'm doing better than that person, right, Lord? My lunch great. That's not exactly how it works. Yes, as the body of Christ, we are being called the journey together to the crucifixion, to the empty tomb, and that we do in our prayer, our almsgiving, that we're supporting each other in our sacrifices. But there has to be some actual growth on our own parts, now, of course, if we are praying for other people, we're sacrificing for other people, we're helping them out, that, that, I would argue, is actually some proof that we're actually doing some work this Lenten season, some proof of all the efforts we're doing in Lent. But call to mind what Christ says today about the fig tree. Listen to its death sentence from the Lord. Why should it exhaust the soil? It's a very profound and powerful condemnation, to say the least. So it's not only saying, like, the fig tree isn't doing its thing. It's exhausting the soil around it. It's taking life away from other precious things, which, especially in a desert kind of based situation that is in Israel, is not always appropriate. Something else could be growing there. Pope Emeritus Benedict rightly states about our spiritual life that it's precisely the closure of ourselves to the Lord and the failure to take the path of Roman conversion that leads to death, the death of the soul. The failure to take the path of our own conversion that leads to death. Every single one of us in our respected vocations, our respected work, our studies, even our leisure, are being given an opportunity to grow in our relationship with God and His church. We're called to truly cultivate that path of our life with God's help and the help of so many other people. So to, in a sense, avoid the path of our own conversion, to not grow in it, so to speak, to not be planted and produce fruit, truly affects not just us, but the life of all those around it as well. That's why St. Paul could say in that second letter about the Israelites in the desert. God wasn't pleased with them. So, so many of them were struck down the desert to not get to the promised land because they were incapable of producing fruit. One person, like the fig tree, can kind of think that my lives don't really expect, affect the lives of other people, but we are truly the body of Christ. My pain, my suffering, and yes, especially my sins, truly can affect the soil all around me. 
and we close ourselves off from our paths, we close ourselves off from God and his church, we're also closing ourselves off from his body and his family and all those gathered here this morning. It's an important aspect of what we're trying to do, especially in Lent. But the good news today is we also hear in the gospel is that we're not without hope, that the gardener himself pleads to the Lord. Jesus pleads for us, saying, leave it for this year also. I shall cultivate the ground around it. I will fertilize it. It may bear fruit in the future. And of course, how Christ does this by dying for us, by coming back to life, by establishing the church, establishing us the sacramental life, giving us all the gifts and fruits that we need to truly be united, to open ourselves up to that great path presented before us. That's not a total reprieve. Jesus, of course, is saying he will work with us. There will be a final counting, but he will devote his time to it. He believes that myself and all of us gathered here can actually grow fruit, and he can do that. He can produce it with our help, with our sacrifices, with the prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. He can do it as we continue to sacrifice for those around us, for those we love, those we struggle with. This coming Monday night, we have a great opportunity as a parish to kind of cultivate the, in a sense, the paths of our heart way to work on our conversion. We have our parish reconciliation service here Monday night. We're going to have priests from all over the deanery here to be here to assist us in this very fact, to remind ourselves what we're being called to do, how we're being called to do it, to grow in holiness, and to leave behind those things that separate us from ourselves, from, from God himself, and to hopefully allow us to experience more fully our vocations. That's the great thing about the sacrament of reconciliation. We start to clear out that kind of garden of our heart to allow God's grace, his work, his will to truly do its work and bring it forth to its completion. That's the great news. And that's the promise that we hear in our readings today. Once again, my brothers and sisters, I'm not a great gardener. I'm terrible. But as a spiritual gardener, one who's working in the person of Jesus Christ, I'm certainly working for you and, of course, alongside you, of course, as I work on my own life to produce some kind of fruit. It's not always perfect, but truly working together and working with Christ, amazing things can happen in our prayers, in our fasting, in our almsgiving. We have an opportunity to open up our hearts to once again be converted by the Lord. We have this great opportunity Monday once again to repent our sins, to work on cultivating those fruits given to us in baptism, sealed in confirmation, of course, extenuated, of course, in the great sacrifice of this Mass and receiving Holy Eucharist. St. Augustine once wrote that we are God's handiwork, that we were created in Christ Jesus for the performance of good works. We are God's greatest product, a wonderful, wonderful gift to the world and to the universe itself. And so we have a great opportunity this land in this performance of good, good works. And nothing greater than turning back your heart to God, especially in the sacrament of reconciliation. So trusting in the Holy Trinity, let's continue to allow this land to be one where the paths of the conversion are open, our hearts are truly open to listen to the will of God, and that we truly can produce such a beautiful and fruitful Lent that affects not just ourselves, but those around us as well. And hopefully leaving this Mass inspired by the Holy Eucharist and transformed by it, we too can go out and announce the gospel of life and peace and joy to the whole world. Amen.